You ever get the feeling you live on another planet? <laughs> the things are happening all around you from another world? That's about what's happening to me right now. My name is Vito Altaville. I'm an author, and I have a new book. And I'm working on a movie about my book. But I'm the guy who feels like he's from a different time, space, and planet. This is an opportunity to explain the way an older man looks at America today. I got a chance to share my stories and my life with you. So sit back, relax, and get ready. And now, something different with me, Vito. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special episode of the Something Something Podcast. My name is Eric Kasloff, and with me, as always, is Larry Sands. How's it going, Larry? Uh, everything is going great, Eric. I'm excited about this this very special episode we got going Yeah, on. so um, why don't you introduce um, our special, well, kind of special guest, and I'll explain what's going on with him and what we're yes. going to be doing. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so, um, uh, you know, actually, let's go ahead and bring Vito on right now because I know he's, he's chomping at the bit, but um, <laughs> we have Vito Altavilla. He is an author. He wrote a book. And and those of you who listen to the something 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 podcast, um, we had Vito come on and, and talk about his book. But more more importantly, we talked about his life and his experiences. And um, I know I know for for me and I know for you, Eric, that once we got done with that episode, you know, we and we've kind of been toying with the idea of, you know, because we have our network, right? Our something, something yeah. network. Here, our, here's our what network. we've been planning on doing. Oh, say hi, Vito. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hi, Vito. hi everybody. Hello guys. It's, it's a pleasure to, pleasure to be here. It's okay. So one, of, one big <laughs> thing that happens in television a lot is called a spinoff. And uh -huh. that's basically, you know, like, well, there's real spinoffs than soft spinoffs. A soft spinoff is the network has a pilot episode that they can't get going. So they'll take that character and they just happen to show up on the other show as someone right. who the cast has known for years. Then they go off on their own adventure. Yes, we okay. have two spinoffs going on right now one of them is with vivian who was a guest that went great and we're basically doing another spinoff with Vito, and we're both really excited about doing this huh larry oh yeah absolutely and and Vito, actually you know we'll i know we're kind of talking about you with you on <laughs> being on the show but but i think it's important to note that um, you know, we've talked a lot, you, me, and Eric, right, Vito, uh, off air about what we hope for for um, our new our new show, right? And and we're kind of throwing around some different names, um, and I think it's going to be for the boys, right, or with the boys, uh, and it's the the ramblings about life, love, maybe a little bit of politics, who oh. knows. Um, but uh, it it will definitely, um, it will. How how can I say this? Because you know, Vito, you and I had talked the other day about um, things are tricky now, with 
with life and the way that, that you grew up, the way that Eric and I even grew up. It's so much different now in this day and age. And um, I don't know if you can do, uh, because because when you grew up, everything was so really, it was so different, you know? Um, and I don't, I, I really, you know, hate to say, well, I hope we don't offend a lot of people, but we may. And that's okay because, you know, that's, that's what makes us all like, that's all it makes us all who we are. And so, uh, at the top of this show, sorry, if you're offended, not sorry, this is life. This is what it's about to me. And I think that's one of the big things about, um, this particular show is not only are we going to talk about life, love and, and Vito's a- adventures in life, and love. <laughs> and love, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so tell everybody, Vito, uh, catch us up again about um, um, who you are and uh, how you became a writer, uh, first okay. and foremost. Be fun. Yeah, actually, I'm a retired industrial research chemist. I've got a number of national and international patents. And, you know, that was a part of my life for a long time. And, and, uh, so, you know, everything sort of has its time. And uh, I would, with a bunch of guys every Friday morning, we'd meet for breakfast and so forth, and everybody would be swapping stories. And, and uh, somebody said, you know, I had seemed to have more stories than anyone else, and somebody suggested I should write a book. I said, you know, I got nothing else going on. I'll give it a shot. So, so I wrote a book. It took about eight months, a couple of rewrites. <clears throat> but one of the funny things that gave me confidence is I, I had it done with, you know, like a self-publishing like called, a company called Book Baby. Mm-hmm. And... I, I sent some, some of them out. One of them, I, uh, the books I sent to was like to Ken Burns, a Florentine films industry, you know, where he does his documentaries. Yeah. And also oh, some yeah. out to Jay, also to Jay Leno. I got a, an, a regular letter, not an email, a letter from Ken Burns' uh, office saying that wow. they thought the book had some legs for a movie. And I should look at that. I mean, I have been starting a, a sequel on it already. I said, well, the hell with the sequel. <clears throat> Off to a screenplay. <laughs> So I'd never written a screenplay. So I got a book on how to write a screenplay. So I read the yeah. book and I wrote a screenplay. Which book, by the way? Yeah. Which book did you get? Because I have a lot of those screenplays. Oh, oh my gosh, I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, Eric. I, I really don't know. Oh, okay. I was just going. To, I wasn't even looking at that. I was looking at formats. You know, the way they're supposed oh, okay, to do more okay. than anything else. Mm-hmm. So, 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 so then I wrote a screenplay. And I showed us to some people. People said, "Gee, you know, the screenplay is funnier than the book. You know, it, this is this is a lot of funny stuff." And was and then I get questions: Is it really like that? And all this other kind of stuff, because you could not explain a computer in the fifties or forties. You could not explain. You certainly couldn't explain a cell phone. Forget about it. You know. Right, and right. if you talk about today, where they're talking about, it, I just saw something on television yesterday that the teacher wants to talk to kids in. Six-year-olds about sexual uh, sexuality right. and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. We never even heard the word sex until we were in high school. We were so naive, and this is what's this was this was sort of motivated. I my, my kids were laughing at it; they couldn't believe it. They said, <laughs> "We didn't know. We thought the only difference between boys and girls is that boys had short hair, wore pants, <laughs> and girls had long hair and wore dresses." Okay, that's funny. My mother visited. A friend of hers and took me with her. And when we got there, she had just finished telling off her daughter. And as I went through the screen door, she had dropped a towel. And I see this girl and I said, 
I, I was in shock. I said, Mom, it's gone. It's gone. How's she going to pee? I'll explain it to you when we get home. I'll explain it to you at home. Well, we get home, and I, I said, well, well, Mom, what? what? She said, okay, I'll explain it to you this way. Boys, what you call a pee-pee is called a penis. I said, okay. And if you don't have one, it's called a vagina. I said, yeah, but how does that work and so forth? She said, you'll know on the morning when you get older. I see my friend Maddie outside. I said, I'm going to play a catch with Maddie. I go outside and see Maddie. I say, hey, Maddie, you won't believe what I saw today. And he says, and I tell him about the, the little girl. She doesn't have a penis. Come on. He says, how does she pee? That's not possible. <laughs> he says, I said, I'm going to ask my mom. He said, he said well, I'm going to get my glove and go back. We have a game of catch, but let me check with my mom. And he, I hear him yelling to his mother, hey, Ma, do you know what a vagina is? <laughs> he comes out and says, my mother said the same thing. You know, so I'll know when I get older. And that's all we knew. That was, that's eight years old. So you really, it was really a time of innocence. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, it was kind of crazy. But, you know, and the other thing was that people are very aware of each other. There was a lot of mutual respect. Today they have... You know, everything's supposed to be politically correct, whether it's race, religion, and all this other kind of stuff. Yeah. It's all it comes down to. They segment everything. Yeah. And and they segment it, my opinion is they segment it to break the whole. The country as a whole is very strong. You start yeah. taking pieces away and so forth. Yep. You know, we're strong because of, it's a country of color. Yeah. We're strong because of all the diversity of color and religion because everybody contributes. And you start taking bits and pieces away that's, you might as well go, it's historically wrong. You see it in ancient Rome. You see it in every society. And and, and so somebody else has an agenda that, that uh, they think they're going to know better. The sad part about it is it doesn't work, okay? Uh, there's Zimbabwe, which used to call be called Rhodesia. And they, the Rhodesia, they fed half the, half the continent of Africa. They were that prolific. Not anymore. Now they import it, okay? People that had farms for generations, they kicked them out. Yeah. You had Venezuela, richest, the richest country in South America. Yeah. And I the 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 the, the papers like toilet paper. So, but people insist on repeating the same mistakes, and yeah. those are the things that become annoying. Now you can look at it with fear, and you can look at it with aggravation, or you can look at it with humor and say, "How can you be so damn stupid?" You know. <laughs> right. You know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> If this doesn't work, why do you want to do it? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> and yeah. and I've met I've met I've met some of these people, and 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 uh, they they you know they really don't know. It's unfortunate that because they teach very little history. When I went out of university, my first job, and I was up in Montreal for twenty two years, so my kids went to school in, in Canada. My kids knew more about American history than any kid graduating from high school wow. in the States. Wow. That's weird and Oh, crazy. I, I, absolutely. Well, not only that, Canadian history is pretty goddamn boring anyway in the first place. <laughs> I mean, it ain't much, you know. <laughs> they had a battle of the plains of Abraham. Seven guys got shot, and the rest of them were drinking, you know. That was the battle of the plains of Abraham. <laughs> what are you going to say? <laughs> you know? I'll go out there and chop some more wood. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's, you know. <laughs> But, you know, when you put it or look at it in context and so forth, it's stupid. I got, you know, a lot of funny stories from 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 then versus now. OK. Yeah. yeah. And and you can compare a lot of different things. I mean, you know, today you hear people lie all the time, you know, seeing on television all the time. If you lied, if you were considered a person who lied in those days, 
and nobody would talk to you. And, and you just were ostracized. No, no, you know, you almost blackballed, you know? Mm. And, yeah. and, and, and people weren't so sensitive about where they came from. I mean, <clears throat> we, we would have, my mother came from like from Hell's Kitchen, we'll call Mott Street. One side of Mott Street was Chinatown. The other side of Mott Street was Delancey Street. That was the Jewish area. So, you know, and, and everybody makes, you know, hey, you want to have some bagels and locks, you want to have some, hey, we got some good lockers and all this stuff, you go to Delancey Street, okay? If you want the meatballs of Amalione's and all that, well, you want the Mod Street. You know, it was just there, you know, it, 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 there were different groups, but everybody enjoyed the wonderful aspects of the differences of those particular groups. Yeah. And today to, to try and segment it and keep it all separate, I think it's just a travesty because the people are losing so much. It's, yep. it's incredible. Yeah. It's really sad. Yep, yep. And I, I think this is, and this is the, exactly the reason that I think for me, and I think maybe a little bit for you, Eric, this is, this is one of the things that, um, that we had, had, you know, talked about because you did grow up in a different time. And yeah. there was, yeah. you know, we, you have to look at, you have to put where we are right now in, in context, because you just can't come into, it's like coming into a conversation and being, you know, at the tail end without knowing what we were talking about. Exactly. And, and, and I think the unfortunate part now, and, and Eric and I have, have tried our best to, to stay more neutral on, on, you know, our podcasts. Um, on the something, something on the, not your average Christian podcast oh, yeah. where yeah. it's all we're completely honest yeah. about yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. and and I think I think we I think we as performers, as entertainment people in the industry, I think, you know, we have to be honest because if you're not an honest performer, I think people are not gonna trust you as an actor, out. as it, it comes you out. know, as a writer. And I, I think, you know, there's, there comes a time where people, they are, I mean, there's, there's no black, there's, there's no gray area anymore. Either it's black or right, white, oh, yeah. right? And, and if you're not on one side, then you're all wrong. And if you're on another uh -huh. side, you're all right, right? And I think that's, that's doing, like you said, a great disservice to who we are as people. And as America and where we came from and Absolutely. where we're headed, because if we don't know where we came from and we try to erase everything of who we were and who we are and yeah. we fundamentally trying to change everything um, to be more accepting, to be more inclusive, I think by doing that, you're really turning everything away. And being, oh, yeah, and I th and I think you can also get, do it with, with a bit of humor. Somebody said oh, I was yeah. I was in California and and I'm dealing with a lot of Mexicans there and so forth. The guys, the guys, his skin was whiter than mine. He says, "Yeah, I'm part black." I says, "Come on," I says, "I'm more black than you are." He says, <laughs> "How are you black?" I says, "I got freckles." <laughs> he goes, he goes, that's not. I says, "Yeah," I says, "Yeah," and I think I'm part Indian too. You been part Indian? I says, "Yeah." What kind of Indian? I said, "I'm Arapaho." I never heard a rapper, so I said, neither did anybody else. But I, how are you going to check? You know, so <laughs> I, so you, you know, it, I'm making fun of it, but yeah. but it just puts it in the context of how silly the whole thing is. And I think yeah. you know, 
you can get some pretty strong messages across by just showing the, the yeah, I like to say stupidity of it all, but you know, showing the differences with a touch of humor, and right. and, and oh, then yeah. and and it, and it becomes a large, large message. And you know, with that in mind, I was thinking about I've been thinking about you guys for the last two since we talked. Oh, thank you. I can't, I can't, I can't stop thinking about it. I think I said, geez, I said, you know, I said, you know, we could do something. So, oh, by the way, you want to hear more stories? You know, get the book for three dollars, two dollars and ninety nine cents. You know, <laughs> it's it, that's a, that's a cheap price for a lot of laughs. Oh yeah. I have yeah. had I have had people come up to me and say, I had some strange woman come up to me at church. And I think I really know who you are now. I don't even know that. I never saw this woman before. She had the book, you know. She says, "You have Vito." She says, "I think I really know you now." Well, I got to watch out for you. I said, "What the? I said, what, what, what are you doing?" You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then, and then the pastor says, "Hey, man, that's some pretty funny stuff." Is dating really like that? Is dating today means you're sleeping with a woman, right? Yeah. Now, right. Now, and, and I think dating meant you get on a bus and you had, you know, you saved your money from your part-time job. And you pick the girl up after a bus ride, and you met her parents. Then you pay for two bus fares. Then you went to the movie, and you paid for hers too. And then you know she'd always want some damn popcorn and soda. I would never eat the popcorn and soda because that would take too long before you could start to make out. <laughs> I didn't tell this to Eric yet, so so, so I, I want to start you know getting it on. She said, I have to finish my popcorn and soda first. I go, yeah, yeah, that's another fifteen minutes. So I'm sitting there waiting, waiting for it. I said, are you finished? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now you, all teenagers in those days always went up to the balcony. because nobody came a damn about the movie. That's the only place you can make out. You didn't right. go out to a hotels or something. We didn't even have a car. You know? right. Yeah. I had the bus. Yeah. yeah. So now you're in the balcony, okay? And you start kissing a can on. And this is my first day. I think, man, this is really kind of cool, you know? And then she, she girls, Garrick, I'm not making this up, Eric. <laughs> The girl stands up, and she's got one breast here, and the other one's by her stomach. Okay? And I realize they were fake. She says, I have to go to my bathroom and straighten myself out. I'm going, yeah, you got to straighten yourself out. I'm going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and she comes back, and everything's back to the place. I'm going, I'm getting excited over foam rubber. I even still don't know what the hell the damn things feel like. You know, so, you know, it was you know, the first, the first, the first girl I ever danced with, when we were kids, this just shows you how different things were, okay? Saturday afternoons, the YMCA would have dances for teenagers. And they would set up little tables, like it was a nightclub, because that was the thing in the 50s and so forth, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and they'd have checkerboard tablecloths that would go right to the floor. And I'd hook up with my friends there, and then it would go from 3 o'clock to 6.30 or something like that. Yeah. And they'd pipe in the band music and stuff like that. And and it was the basketball quarters where the dance floor was, right? Mm -hmm. And then they had the track across, over the top. So here we go. I see my friends. I says, I says, I'm gonna dance. I really feel like dancing. She says, God, there's a good looking girl over there in our corner. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask her to dance. He said, Yeah. I said, he said, Well, we're gonna look around a little bit, Vito. We're, we're gonna look around for a while. I said, Okay. So I go and ask her to dance. I said, Would you like to dance? She says, Yeah. She says, I said, My name is Vito. She says, Oh, my name is Grace. She stands up and she's exactly the same height as she was sitting down. I listen to the dance. Now, this is embarrassing. And it's a slow song. I'm going, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. So my hand is right behind the head. Normally, where your hand would be beyond, oh, by the way, it's right behind. The top of her head is where my belt buckle is. Oh, no. 
and, and um, I'm putting my arm next to my body so I can make my arm shorter. So right. I'm holding a little hand like this, and my hand is like this behind her head. And I'm dancing like this. And she's leaning in. I'm going, ay, ay, ay. I keep moving my ass up further and further because I don't want to get embarrassed. <laughs> so <laughs> it does. <laughs> and she keeps and, and she keeps going. And I can feel her breath. And I'm going, I never felt breath down there in my life. <laughs> So finally, the song is over. I go, ah. I see, so you're there. I said, no, no, I got a part-time job. I got to, I got to get out of here. <laughs> I turn around. Half the place is hysterically laughing. My parents say, if your ass was out, your ass was out so far, you look like a horizontal V. You know, it was, it was. I, I, I I'll never forget it. But uh, yeah, that was my first dance with a girl. It, was, it turned out to be. I was told to be politically correct and say little person, but in that time, it was a midget. <laughs> Well, here's the deal. And it's in in a funny way. And, you know, I don't know, because when we talked to you first time, right, our our first episode, it it felt like a Bronx tale. I don't know if anybody's ever seen the Bronx tale. Yeah. Yeah. And and like our listeners, it was uh, Robert De Niro. I think it was Chaz Palminteri, wasn't it not? Yeah, he played yeah. the gangster in it. Yeah, he was yeah. the boss. He was the yes. bad guy. He was the big boss. Yes. Yeah. And De Niro was the bus driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And right. yeah, yeah, and 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 it revolved around um uh the son and yeah. how he grew up and you know just yeah. what it was like living in New York at the time. And and when we had you on, that's what it feels like. It feels like a Bronx tale because every story you have um is is it it's so authentic and, and with the it, territory. <laughs> it, yeah. And, and one of the, one of the weird things is when, when you start talking about your life, Vito, obviously we, we grew up in, you know, different times, but yeah. it's still, you know, it's still that thing where your story makes me think about, you know, when I grew up and was growing up and the dances, you know, in high school and junior high and all that. You know, uh, yeah, and, and you know, it was it, when, when they would have. I was an all boys school, and we would have uh, dances with an all girls school once a month. Mm-hmm. And and very, we, every one of us would look for girl with the biggest chest, because that's the only action you're <laughs> going to get. Wait for a slow slow, and you grab her and you hold her tight. And the girl would say, "Gee, don't you? It's in this tight. This is Brooklyn style." Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just. Uh, yeah, and you know it was it was uh, there's uh, <clears throat> I don't I don't know if we can mention this. Um, uh, I had bologna sandwiches every day for four years in high school. My mother would make bologna sandwiches, okay, with mm-hmm. <clears throat> mayonnaise and tomato, and, and you put them between two books. And by the time you got to eat them, they were only this about this. <laughs> <laughs> but once a week on Wednesdays, uh, you'd eat your lunch. It's scoff it down like the last period before lunch because you 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 got off for uh, for for swimming class okay mm-hmm. which was three blocks away right but the reason why for that is that we stopped by this little mama pop Italian stop and they made sausage and peppers that were out of this world you know on a half oh. Italian bread with a, a bottle of coke and it cost you 75 cents you know and, yeah. and we're all bloated now we got to go to swimming class <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we can't even walk <laughs> so, and they made us strip naked. The the swim teacher, we all stripped naked. And he would say, Okay, you guys, I want to straighten you. You know the dirtiest part of your body? And so, 
come by and say, your dick? No, no, it's not your dick. <laughs> it's your feet. Well, who cares? You know, the guy goes, who cares? It's your feet. No, no, they make sure they're clean before you go into the pool. Well, there's one guy, and I'll never forget it because his name was LaRocca. And LaRocca said, I'm going to get into swimming. So LaRocca, before the class starts, jumps into the swimming pool, okay? And he's on his back, and he's like to see him. And all of a sudden, he starts to pee in an arc, saying he's a whale. <laughs> I'm a whale. I'm a whale. As he's going like this. And we go, we ain't going in that pool. We had to wait <laughs> another 20 minutes for it to be circulated. And everybody was pissed off because our swimming class was only 20 minutes that day. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> in the pool? Yeah, yeah. No, he was honest. Yeah, he's swimming. In, yeah. He said, come oh. on. It's cleaner than the East River. I was swimming in the East River last night. <laughs> Man. Um, talk a little bit about um because this is what it's going to be i think this is what the show is going to be about it's going to be about talking a lot about you know how you grew up and stuff and reminiscing um what what i it got was an like. idea for you okay. yeah you just, just reminded me of something when you talk about advertising okay the most uh, the the one advertising product that's no longer around uh which was gave me a hell of a tough time in high school my name is Vito. Mm -hmm. And on the weekend, they came out with a new spray deodorant called Vito. And I saw that and I go, oh, I don't want to go to school <laughs> Monday, man. It's going to be bad. <laughs> and it was, man. Hey, spray boy, we saw you right on TV. <laughs> oh, man, it went on and on and on, you know. So, you know, I'm saying, you know that's a neat segue saying, hey, you know, it's not like that with, uh, I don't know, one of these advertisers. Right. Shaman, shaman bathroom. Right. Is, you know? right. I think, you know, some, if we, I'm just trying to say, you know, I want us, I want people to want to be in because I want them to be happy to look forward to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I want them to say, you know, I need a lift. I'm going to listen to that podcast. You know, I, 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 yeah. because the one commonality that we all have, no matter where you come from, is everybody says smile and laugh. Yeah. Even to no. look look at something that is going to generate a smile and a laughter for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. Which like is when you look through like film history, like stuff like Buster Keaton, Charlie Chaplin. No matter when you play those, I mean, those things were funny back funny. then, and they're still funny now. You show like a good Charlie Chaplin movie to a kid today. Oh, they're still gonna crack up from it because laughter is the universal language. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a laugh sounds the same in every language. Is the You're best. You're absolutely way. right. That's that's, that's a nice analogy. That's a good analogy. Yeah, that's you good. know, I mean, have you ever been on a date where you've had guests, you've had flatulence <laughs> problems? <laughs> yes, probably. <laughs> oh, the worst one I ever had. I was. Uh, I, I had a date. She didn't want candy or anything. She just wanted to go up in the balcony. I think, boy, this is going to be terrific. Okay? And I go up there and we start making out. And I just said, oh, I feel the rumbling from the, the bologna sandwich I had at lunchtime. I go, this is not good. Oh, no. And I, I go, oh, this is bad. And so, sure enough, I feel like a sneeze coming on. But when you sneeze, yeah. Your Boop. butt goes on a holiday. Okay. <laughs> so. I go, that's you. And it was patow. Oh. Somebody said, was that a gunshot? And somebody says, yeah, somebody got fired a gun with his ass. You know, and, and, <laughs> and, and, and then there's the aroma. And somebody said, oh, my God. I said, that's terrible. She says, 
I know it was you. I know it was you. I said, no, no, no. It's just, it was you. I just, oh my God. Anyway, to make a long story short, we get back on it. We didn't even watch the rest of the movie. She was all pissed off. We got, she wouldn't let me. She says, don't sit next to me. You smell like a turd. I'm going to wait. That was, that, yeah, that was a bad, that was a bad, that was a bad day. Oh my God. That's, a good, that's a good leading for shaman toilet tissue. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> You know, while you mentioned, you know, Charmin again, it takes a lot for stuff to, like, make me turn my face when I'm watching TV. But, uh, man, those Charmin commercials with the bears. Yeah, they're red, blue, why, and brown. Why are right? they showing this on television? <laughs> Do we still need the advertise that toilet paper exists? <laughs> Who's How out there? Whatever you think about it. How else? You can say this. How else? How else are you going to talk about getting your ass clean? You can't do it with people. You can't girl come out and say, hey, you want to see my ass? I just use shaman. No, you can't do it. You got to do it with images that evoke that there, without being off color. You know? You know. That's there was a commercial like two years ago. It didn't show the people doing it, but the whole thing was like this kid was explaining to her parents why you use baby wipes and then regular toilet paper to get really clean? Really? Uh, I, I yeah. don't remember that. Really? I'll find it and I'll send it to you guys. It does make sense, though. Uh, I, 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 got, I got one for you. This actually happened when I was in the service, okay? <clears throat> now, we had, we had a rock and roll band. We had a deal. We, we were stationed in North Africa. With the outfit, I was in the Navy, but I was in the Seabees, which is a construction outfit. So we, we managed to put a, a, you know, a rock and roll group together and we were playing the strip clubs and we had a deal with the officers. Don't give us duty on the weekends and we'll pay for your play for your parties once a month. They said, okay, okay, that was the deal. So we're at this one club and there's this one young guy, Mohammed, and he's just drinking soda. And it turned out that he was a medical student and home for two weeks. And his parents had been killed in a plane crash two years before. So he owned two houses, very wealthy guy. There was a group of guys giving him a hard time. So we stopped playing. We straightened him out a little bit. We went playing and he stayed around and he invited us to his place the, that weekend. We said, yeah, sure. Why not? We, we had, we had a, we had a, a, a um, an old Jaguar limousine that we picked up from a German stranded band for 800 bucks. We all chipped in, held all the instruments. Okay. That's cool. So we go there and he gave us instructions and this is now the Medina is the Arab shopping district. Okay. He's off the right off the shopping district. And there's this place with walls that are like a 14 feet high and it's all cement and it goes around this whole area. It's a fairly big area. So he, that was the instruction. So we get there and we stop the car and knock on the door. <laughs> and, and this little Arab guy, because I, I don't know, five foot two or something like that. He asked us, Are you the musicians? We said, Yeah, we're the musicians. Yeah. Oh, good. He says, My master is waiting for you. He said, Master, they're from New York. Nobody calls anybody a master. <laughs> you know, <laughs> my master's waiting for you. I said, okay. So we, you see, your car is safe here. Don't worry about it. The door, the door it was like three inches thick and about 10 feet high. They go in. It's like cobblestone pad. I can still see it today. Cobblestone pad. And it's split in the middle. We have palm trees and some other plants. Came back, went there. And then there was a, a horizontal strip all with, with stones. And behind that was sliding glass, probably 20 feet long, sliding glass. And behind that, you could see hundreds of pillows, you know, <clears throat> and they were sliding. And he said, make yourself comfortable. Again, my master will be with you shortly. We're looking at Frank. He's looking at me. Hey, you know, 
the master again. Yeah, yeah, the master. <laughs> anyway, he comes out. He says, "You guys hungry?" The guy spoke five languages. Wow. He spoke French. He spoke Arabic. He spoke English. He talked spoke Italian and Spanish. Wow. And his English was not bad. <clears throat> so we. We're all 18, 19 years old. So we were saying, you know, we we're talking about how we grew up and so forth and eating all this food and so forth. He said, he said, I said, I said, what's that wall? He says, oh, it's, that's my favorite. The wall now is, this is a wall 14 feet long, 10 feet high. He pulls, pushes the thing, curtains go like this, and it's a gigantic aquarium, saltwater oh. aquarium that he had a guy full time to maintain the aquarium. Well, you were like in the ocean, okay? It was, wow. it was incredible. What? And we go, we're like this. One guy was saying, I only got a goddamn 20 gallon tank, man. I got two goldfish in it. He says, I'm going to get rid of it. He said, This is, you know, it was fantastic. It was blew us away. So it was a nice night. Anyway, <laughs> so, so uh, I got the story in the book, but the one part I don't have in the book, I'll, I'll tell you this much, okay? Yeah. This part, the next part is not in the book, okay? Okay. He says, you guys can stay the night. And we said, yeah, we're good until tomorrow morning. He says, okay, well, do you want some company? We go, yeah, we're 18 <laughs> years old. Of course, you know, we're not going to say no. I'll come five, to, 10 girls come out, 17 to 20 maybe, okay? 10 of them, and there's five of us. So we go, I said, I said, well, look, so if we pick one of the four or five girls that aren't picked, aren't going to feel bad? He says, well, what do you want? He says, two. <laughs> you want two? Yeah, take two. We said, we're died and gone to heaven. This is <laughs> <laughs> the only time in my life that ever happened. That part's not in the book. Okay? Wow. The rest of it now is in the book. That's so cool. we each had our own room. And it was a, ni a nice room, okay? And they don't have toilet paper there. They just have bidets. <clears throat> so I didn't realize that in the beginning. So I was a little thirsty. And I figured, oh, there's a little fountain. I'll drink some. You know, I turned it on. And I get a I get a full face full of you know water in my face. I go, God damn man! Then I realize I said, Oh shit! I just got water from somebody's ass. You know, I go, damn. You know? So I figured, well, I, I learned that part and so forth. And so the following morning, <clears throat> one of the guys, one of the guys, and the man Frank said, he said, you know, he's these Arab guys. He says, you know, you know, he's the point. You know, I wanted cold water. He said they really like their water warm. He says, but, you know, it comes, it's in a circle. He says, you know, it's a circle. He says, you don't know which one to go after. You know, he just want to drink. I said, no, you know what that's for? And I tell him that. He says, oh, son of a bitch. He says, stop. There. I'm taking, give me my toothbrush. I got, I got, give me my toothbrush. <laughs> then we got oh, back, at, we headed back to the base. <laughs> so that's, that's that amazing. Was, uh, <laughs> well, and it was a one time, was a one time thing, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's amazing. I think that's what and that that in in an essence in really a nutshell of what this what this new um show is going to be about. Really, Vito is is just um for the lack of a better like winding you up and letting you go because it's just yeah. so interesting to But you guys to trigger to you. Well, that's good. You, you I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. No, no, you, you well, guys are my trigger guys mechanism. Guys like us, that's a good thing. If if you're under 30, mm -hmm. being triggered is a bad thing. Oh, I know. I know. I know. You know, <laughs> I, I I dare I say this is this this is for the not the mature, but really for the people with a good sense of humor. Yeah. Um, this, you know, for women 
men and probably children and babies. Who knows? I, I'll tell you something funny. And uh, uh, I was getting checked up on my cardiologist and she, I given her a book and she went on holidays and I saw her six months later, she said, you know, she says, I ordered a book. I said, well, I gave you one. She said, she said, I went on holidays with my daughters and my mom and dad. She said, my dad started reading a book. I could hear him laughing out loud. And, and uh, my mom said, well, what did he say? He says, you got to read this book because this is pretty funny stuff. And and uh, she says, he said, you know, because he could remember, you know, those times and so yeah. forth. You know, yeah. I mean, you, you know, nobody had cars. I mean, you know, hell, most a lot of families didn't have cars. But, you know, the thing was, it, it was that particular time. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the, the, the thing was, he said, you know, when I, I mentioned it to my, my grandkids and they said, Grandpa, I can't imagine no computer, no cell phone. I mean, you know, I said, you couldn't explain a cell phone. Yeah. You They'd ask yeah. you, how long is the wire? You know, you, you, <laughs> right, it just right. you couldn't, it couldn't be done. Yeah. And they said, yeah, you know, and they said, well, you're really old, Grandpa. I said, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, in, in really, and I, I just want to apologize to the listeners for that ringing. Um, I put my phone on mute, but I'm on my Mac right now. And uh -huh. my uh, and my Mac, you know, you you can get your text messages or yeah. phone calls on your computer. I uh -huh. am sorry about that, everybody. As he was talking about his cell phone and his computer, and yeah. you know, that's another thing, Vito, is not just talk about your experiences and stuff, but really, well, I guess it is all experiences, but really, what it was like back in the fifties, back in the sixties, as you grew up and you saw history come alive i mean that's the stuff that oh, yeah. you know we used to study when we were in history class um and i i'd love to like you know like get into into that and talk about you and your take on on what it was like to what see I think we should do with that guys is when we approach the anniversary of something mm -hmm. we uh -huh. could like get your yeah. opinion and where you were when all yeah. of that happened I'll give you a perfect example that when kennedy got shot yeah. And I know exactly where I was. I was in Montreal. I was in an ad agency called Coalfield Brown. And the word came out that Kennedy had just been shot. And this is Montreal. A lot of women there and so forth. It was a big ad agency. And it's another country. Okay. Mm -hmm. Women started to cry. Wow. Guys were really upset. You couldn't believe the, 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 the sadness that prevailed when that word came through. And it, it struck me, I said, you know, I, I was in shock too, but what really surprised me is I'm in Montreal, I'm in Canada. It's just, you know, it's not even their the country, you know, and yeah. the effect that it had on somebody that, you know, it was, it was that traumatic. Yeah. It was that shocking yeah. to think that it could happen in, in, you know, in the 20th century, you know, it yeah. seemed you know, almost impossible, yeah. you know, yeah. and, 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 and uh, it, it, it took people it it scared a lot of people too. That that could happen. Yeah, I imagine. Then of course you had all the controversy on it, and and, uh, and and you know all the controversy that followed. Uh, somebody said there was more than one gunman and so forth. Yeah. I have a business partner. He's he was in he's an ex fighter pilot. And he said, and his feeling was, he said, look, he said, you know, he said, I'm sharpshooter too. He said, but he said, I got to tell you, he said, you know, there's no way that's like a million to one shot. He said that the bullet had to almost go around a corner. He says, he says it's it's not possible. Mm. He always said that. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you. He he was he was a name, okay? 
mm -hmm. he was an enlisted troop in there at the time. So he said, yeah, he says, he said, you got to really listen to what uh, people say, because sometimes you get the wrong message. He says, we're in boot camp. He said, and would anybody like to get to be Staff Sergeant Stripes right off the bat? We got some positions open. Said, Sounds good. Well, we need forward control observers. He says, okay, fine. Then he found out what it was. You go to Fort Benning, you get another year's training. You learn how to jump out of airplanes. And they drop you about into the bush in Vietnam. And you work your way back. You try to find out where the enemy is and not get caught. Wow. He said, I said, what happened? He says, hey, Vito, he says, I spotted a big, big company and a big ammo dump. And I, and I called in the coordinates and so forth. <clears throat> he says, and the plane's coming over. And they're bombing the hell out of it. He says, and they knew somebody, somebody saw it. And they start shooting in my direction. He says, Vito, I said, I ran through bushes and brambles. He says, Oh, man, I've never been so scared in my life. He said, I got to get to the LZ as fast as possible. He said, now, he said, I'm all scratched up from the branches. He says, I make it to the LZ, but I'm covered in blood. They want to know where I was shot. He said, no, it's just the branches. <laughs> I was he said, I don't give a shit about the branches. He says, I don't want to get shot. He said, wow. he says, so, you know, and there's a lot, a lot, of, a lot of stories. I mean, yeah. I, I remember being in the effect when you want to talk about some more serious stuff. Yeah, I was in Atlanta waiting for a flight. I stopped for a cup of coffee and some guy comes up. I used to carry my separation papers with me because I had I had done the Navy ahead of time and then I went to college. So I got my final discharge papers the same year I graduated college. So but people were saying, how come, you know, you know, you're young. Why aren't you in the service? And so, mm. so I carried it with me for the next four or five years. I'm in a coffee shop in an airport in, in, in Atlanta. And I got this guy, he sits in a suit system. He said, mind if I sit here? I said, no, not at all. He says, you know, he says, I got discharged. He said, and this is a total stranger. Man sits down, and he starts crying, literally crying. Tears are running down his face. He says, I get out of the goddamn services, and they're spitting at me. He mm. says, I saw my friends die and kill and this and that. And he went on like that. He says, and it's all they could do was spit at me. I go, I, I said, look, I said, can I buy you a drink or something? He said, no. Okay, so I just had to get it off my shoulders for a while. I'm, I'm, I'm okay now. Thanks for listening. I said, yeah, yeah, fine. And then he's gone. Never saw him again. I don't know who the hell he was or something like that. Wow. Wow. So, you know, you, you don't, you know, it's like, it's like I was telling you, <laughs> Ronnie Dangerfield, you know. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. He, he worked for, I mean, people don't realize, he kept notes on all these jokes and so for, for 10 years before he performed. But he was a paint salesman for Sharon Winters for 17 years. Oh, and Sherman, yeah, and Sherman Williams had a couple of specialties, and he was at this one paint company called uh, Amsterdam Paint, and I was there too because I had developed a I had developed a special resin for them and so forth, and and you could hear the laughter. He was on the second floor, and you could hear people saying, "Hey, Rodney," and so forth. <laughs> I met him because I was on my way out, and Rodney's coming down the stairs. He goes, "Hey, how you doing? What are you doing here?" You know? <laughs> and I says, "I'm trying to sell some of this stuff." He says, "Yeah, good luck. He's these son of a bitches. They're cheap." They're cheap. But I guess says, he says, I, I don't know. He says, uh, I don't know whether I'm wasting my time or not. But fuck it. He says, anyway, I got to go. He said, nice meeting you. That, that was Rodney Dangerfield. Wow. So you met Rodney Dangerfield? Yeah. Oh, that's I amazing. Met, met, uh, I also met uh, Milken. Milton Burrow? No, no, no. Milken, the, the guy that uh, was worth a billion dollars, the, the big Ponzi scheme guy. Oh, really? Yeah. What's um. Uh, they was, just 
not too long ago, right? No, he's the, in jail. Yeah, he just died, I think, didn't he? Uh, what's his name? I forget his name. Bernie Madoff? Bernie. Bernie. And and Bernie wouldn't take any investors unless it was at least, at least a million dollars. Jeez. You couldn't take it. I, I, I was saying, hey, do you think I can get in? He says, you got a million dollars, kid? He says, no. He says, don't bother me. You know, don't bother me. Wow. But he took a lot of people, man. Yeah. A lot of his money came from the Hamptons. Yeah. The people in the Hamptons. And, oh, man, he hurt a lot, a lot of people, man. You man. could pick up some big estates there shortly after it went out down the tubes. Yeah. For at God. least 70 cents on a dollar, you know? Man, unbelievable. Yeah, And, you know, this is, again, I, I think this is probably a good good area to wrap up well everybody we hope you really enjoyed the show remember to tune in next week